0: Good evening once again, and welcome to the start of the second year of broadcasts of The Salvation Meeting, here on Fortress Radio. Yes, almost unbelievably, it's now over a year since we began making and broadcasting these meetings. In response, of course, to our churches and halls being closed for worship due to the coronavirus pandemic. At the time, I'm sure, we all thought that things would be back to normal within a few weeks. And I think we'd have been quite shocked if we were ever told that we'd still be in a national lockdown over a year later. In fact, so much has changed that many of us are not sure anymore exactly what normal is. Will things be the same when we can finally meet together again? Some may even ask... Should they ever be the same as they were? One thing is very clear to me, and that is the amazing way that God has used online ministry and fellowship in the time we've been away from our halls. It's estimated that several thousand of us hear and join in these meetings each week, and there's no way that we could ever stop using these new ways that God has led us into, spreading the good news of the Gospel. More about that later, perhaps, but let's get our 40-second meeting together off to a great start tonight with one of the church's greatest songs. Number 241 in the songbook. That great Charles Wesley song of grace, and can it be that I should gain an interest in my Saviour's love. Last time we used this song, we sang it to the tune of Cardiff. But I recently came across a wonderful new arrangement of the tune Sagina by William Himes. And we're going to enjoy using that this time. So let's sing together. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I hope I heard a few hallelujahs then. we complete our look at Peter's first epistle with chapter five. And no matter how many times we read its words of wisdom, there is only ever one phrase that comes to me clearly and powerfully every time. And it's those tremendous words of reassurance. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Sincerely, if that's all that we remember from tonight's meeting or today's worship, then that's still something of a wow experience, isn't it? Has there ever been a year that's been filled with more cares and anxieties than the one we've just lived? And it's not over yet, not by some way. A few months ago, a song that my dad Major Ken Harry used to love using in his meetings in fact he would always call it a little gem, it came back to me very powerfully. And I discovered that, sadly, we've lost the words of the verses from our songbook now. We just have the chorus remaining in the book. Indeed, most people that I've spoken to about the song didn't even seem to remember the verses at all. And that is something of a shame, because it's another lovely song of reassurance. Well, on that occasion I recorded the song and I want to use it again tonight as we pray together in the certainty that the words give to us. I know he cares for me.
1: Sometimes I wish I could see
0: Dear Lord, we thank you for all your blessings to us, your graces and your reassurances over the last year. There may have been times when we have felt very lonely. There may have been times when we've worried about the world's situation. There may have been times when our families have needed you perhaps more than ever before. There may be times when we ourselves have stood in the need of prayer and been glad to know the reassurance of your wonderful presence in our lives and in our hearts with us every day. Lord, we thank you that you care and we pray Lord that we also will be your ambassadors on this earth and that we will take your care to the people, that through us You may be able to reach people who simply will not enter into our churches, would never dream of coming into our Salvation Army halls, and yet they pass us and spend time with us in our lives every day of the week. Help us to take you to them. Help us to let them know that in you they have a Heavenly Father who cares for them, who wants to take away all their stresses, their worries and their anxieties. And also, Lord, we know that you want to take away our and their sin so that we may live in redemption with you forevermore in our eternal home in heaven one day. Lord, bless your ministers wherever they speak this day and bless each and every one of us as we try to live our lives in the way that you want us to do so. Amen. Let's sing together again now, and it's song number 838, How Wonderful It Is To Walk With God. This is another of our grand old Salvation Army songs, and it was written by Theodore Kitching. Now, he was a former editor-in-chief and the general secretary, and of course he was the father of General Wilfred Kitching. I remember General Kitching and I met him several times in my childhood as he worshipped in retirement at Hastings Citadel where my grandad Hedges was Corps Sergeant Major and Nana Hedges was Home League Secretary at the Linden's Care Home for many, many years. We sing this song now to the great tune of Ella's. So let's join together. It is actually a wonderful song of testimony. How wonderful it is! to walk with God. Perhaps my favourite song about God caring for us was first written for a musical that was written for and performed by the students at the Girls' National Music School, held at Sunbury Court, and of course it was from the pen of the lovely Major Joy Webb. God Cares For Me comes, I believe, from a musical about Bram. Do you remember him? The little wipey bandboy in the cartoon strip by Jim Moss that for so many years we found every week in The Young Soldier. Well, tonight we're going to hear it sung by the Portsmouth Citadel Singing Company. And that was back in the 1980s, when under the leadership of the lovely, late Liz Bird, God cares for me. Our Bible reading this evening is, as I said earlier, taken from 1 Peter, chapter 5, and tonight we're reading from verses 5 to 11. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger submit yourselves to your elders, all of you. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favour to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, That he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith. Because you know the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power ever and ever. Amen. What wonderful stirring words and words of reassurance we've just heard there. Now just before the reading we heard a beautiful song by Joy Webb and she of course is best known to most people because of the Joy Strings. They were the Salvation Army's own pop group back in the 1960s a group who even made the pop charts back at that time. Another song from her pen, and written for that group, was very much in the theme of our meeting tonight. And so we're going to hear it now. This is The Joy Strings and He Cares.
2: Is there ever a time When you wonder, wonder To tell you that he cares
0: find it quite amazing to think that that recording is now over 50 years old. One of the great, great frustrations I have in my life as a Salvationist musician is how apparently carefree and therefore unappreciative we sometimes are about the offerings given by previous army musicians. Just this week I had a discussion with a friend about a piece of music that I still regard as very new, but they referred to it as an oldie. Going back to Joy Webb once more, it reminded me that the last time I had that discussion, it was about the song Share My Yoke." They again referred to it as an old song. Crumbs, you know, I've told you before, I love my pop music as well as my army music, and I'm a big fan of both the Beatles and the Beach Boys. But most of their biggest hits came back in the 1960s, and yet they still get played on radio all around the world every week. They still sell as many copies over any year as the songs that hit the top ten one week and disappear from Trace the next. And you know, we'll still be listening to those same songs, I think, in another 50 years' time. I'm not quite so sure that many will remember who Kanye West was once 2071 arrives. So whatever we think of that argument, the message of the song, I Want To Tell You That He Cares, remains brand new for each and every one of us today. And don't be too hard on our army music. God still has plenty of use for it yet. The song Someone Cares came to us originally from the musical Takeover Bid by Johns Gowans and Larson. Yes, It tells us of God's love and care for us, but its primary theme is more of an onus on us, God's people, those who call ourselves so readily by Christ's name, Christians, for us to be the ones in this world who care, care for the lonely, The sad, the distressed, the disenfranchised, the marginalised. This is where the Salvation Army has still been able to be of so much use over the last year. In the community, on the streets, in the hospitals, on the internet and in so many other places. Through his people, God himself has been close beside everyone in need in this dark world. Well, although the song is still a favourite in our congregations, the Cornet solo based on that song that was arranged by Ray Steadman allen has spread far beyond the Salvation Army world. And Philip Cobb is going to bring that solo to us this evening. If you want to follow the words in your songbook, it's number 10. Someone cares. Anxiety is a word that we hear a lot of in the world today. I think in years gone by, anxiety was something more akin to worry, a word to describe the cares of the world. And it's only in more recent years that anxiety has changed its word in as much as that it is now actually recognised as a proper illness as well. Now, I'm not suggesting as I talk this evening for one moment that anxiety, the illness, should not be taken as seriously as any other medical illness. But I'm talking about the anxiousness that comes with life on the whole. The worries that we have from day to day about finances, families, health, security in the face of terrorism, possessions as crime rates soar and many, many more anxieties that have led us to 2021 and an unprecedented amount of worry in the world. The young church in Turkey that Peter wrote to had their own concerns as well, which no doubt affected them. So what does Peter say to them and to us today? Well, the thing that comes over to me when I read Peter's words is his overwhelming confidence in just how big God is. Everything in the world he compares to God. And with Peter's confidence in the Lord, everything else becomes insignificant. Reminds me in a way of something that my mum, Jean, used to say to my sisters and I when we were small nothing can happen to me today that God and I cannot handle together. I'm sure that many, many of you also received that same reassurance. It helped to instil in us that bigness of God that we need in order to be able to face our tomorrows as Christians, in what Jesus himself described as this world that is ruled by the devil. Now some might ask, what's wrong with a bit of healthy worry? And you'd be quite right, of course. Peter's not writing here about those natural concerns, but about unnecessary fretting. We see a lot of both of those, of course. Yes, it's completely normal that we, as parents for example, should worry a little about our children when they're out of our sight. Worry a little about our partners if they're away on business trips or driving on their own. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Look at Paul. He comes over as something of a worrier himself. Reading his letters to the various churches, it's often quite clear how much he legitimately worries about them. Shouldn't he do that? Yes, of course he should. And no one condemns any of us for such concerns. But when our doubts and concerns start to overwhelm us enough that we begin to doubt God's love for us, or whether perhaps our Christian friends really care, that's where our problems start. Sadly, I've known people in that situation who have so lost sight of the reality of these things that they have fallen into that pit of doubt and despair. They've forgotten that God has the power, the wisdom, the commitment to them to help them deal with the problems in the best way for them. And so, in some cases, their faith has taken what is often a fatal blow, and they have lost everything that God ever gave them when they came to him. Because instead of taking the situation straight to God, we are all inclined sometimes to start to fret over it, to become anxious, and to come to believe that nothing good can come out of this situation. Perhaps we can see how Peter's readers might have reacted in this way as they faced the prospect of persecution. I've also known people who, when faced with hungry children or a lack of money to pay bills or rent, have taken matters into their own hands in a way that would later cause regret. Leading to stealing, cheating, lying black market dealing, prostitution – yes, these are all traps that ordinary people like you and me have fallen into. And yes, even some Christians. Let's not pretend we're exempt from such things. If we try to cope with life's worries and anxieties in our own strength, then that is when doubt, worry, despair and anxiety can directly lead to sin, and we fall into those traps just as we have effectively taken ourselves directly out of God's loving care. Not that he ever forgets us, but it's just that we have tried to live without him and his loving guidance. Or, Maybe we've tried to trust in the advice of other humans, rather than in God's promises. There may be nothing wrong with the advice that we could get from a friend or acquaintance, but just the same, there could be. There may be nothing wrong with the advice that we could get from a friend or acquaintance, but just the same, there really could be. And looking for answers in the stars or tarot cards... Crystals or fortune tell us, who knows what we'd be opening ourselves up to once we start going down those roads? Yes, once we start to descend into these realms, we truly are in danger of leaving God behind and becoming part of that world that, as I reminded you earlier, even Jesus himself admitted was ruled by Satan. No wonder there's so much sadness in the world. No wonder there's so much suicide. No wonder so many people doubt God. No wonder so many people leave the church. No wonder the world is in such a pathetic mess. We need to fight back against the devil and this dark world. And it all starts with that one verse of Peter's here that sums up everything by reminding us, the readers, that God cares for us. I'm sure the memory was very clear in the mind of Peter when he would recall Jesus standing on the mountain giving what we call the Sermon on the Mount. How Jesus used birds and flowers to illustrate God's care. And telling us that if God cared for those flowers and birds, the grass of the field, then how much more would he care for his children? But to the one who stands in the depth of despair, what advice should we, as Christian friends, offer our friends in need? Well, there's an acronym that's become popular these last few years in the world, in which we see the four letters K-I-S-S. Yes, it spells KISS, but it stands for keep it simple, stupid. We must never try to drown our friends in too much, what you might call, religion. Too many words. Too much reassurance, perhaps, that they don't understand. Keep it simple. Start with that simple stuff that our friends in need can get past their befuddled minds. The sun came up this morning. They'll get that one. We have our health and strength. We usually have enough food, clothes and shelter to sustain and protect us. And then, in addition to these gifts, perhaps we can share God's many promises. He promises to be with us every day, to ensure that everything we have to go through will ultimately be for our own good, and to lead us safely through this world right the way to heaven, to provide for our needs, to strengthen us when necessary, and perhaps most importantly, to protect us from our spiritual opponents. Now, of course, we're confident in these assurances, but be careful with our friends. K-I-S-S. Start with the simple stuff. And what a privilege would be ours if they asked more and more and eventually came with us to accept Jesus as their friend, saviour and guide through life. That's the way to show that someone cares. Yes, this is the time when God really needs us as individuals to step up. You might feel that you're not the type of person who feels comfortable talking to your friends about Christian things. But we really can't use that as an excuse. Things in the world have got too serious for that. We often sing in the army that lovely song, Just where he needs me, my Lord has placed me. And that means on the other end of a telephone to a friend in despair. That means in a Facebook conversation on Messenger. That means talking to your next-door neighbour who's banged on your door and doesn't know where to turn. Yes, it means those things just as much, perhaps even more so, than the fact that we are part of a church in the first place. What a privilege God is giving us if we can ever be the one referred to in the song Someone Cares. Wow! Peter says very clearly in our reading that God cares for his people. He cares for them in just about every way that we can ever imagine. And if we know that God cares for us, what can we do better than to share that great news With everyone who we meet. Cast all your cares on him and then be that care for your friends in need. Help them to see that through his people God himself is close beside them and that through us he plans to answer all their prayers. Someone cares. Is that someone you? That beautiful setting of those same John Gowan's words was made by Andrew Mayer. He's the songster leader at Sunderland Millfield Corps in the northeast of England. Beautiful, isn't it? I pray that each of us can indeed cast our cares on the Lord tonight, because he cares for each and every one of us. And then we can indeed be the one we allow God to place before others who are in need of that same reassurance and to help lead them to the Saviour we love, and into the wonderful knowledge of his saving grace. Amen indeed. After that newer setting then, our closing song this evening, by contrast, goes right back to a truly old song. Just like our opening song this evening, this one was written by Charles Wesley nearer 250 years ago, and that's at the same time Mozart was composing in Austria and George II and Third were on the England throne. Now that's old. But the message and sentiment are not, and they never will be. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of his grace. This time the great arrangement is by Colonel Norman Bearcroft and all that remains now is for me to thank you for listening this evening. I hope you've been blessed and even better, may you have been challenged and may you be a blessing to all the people who you encounter this week. Good night and God bless you all. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and remain with us until we can meet like this again. Be with us all and remain with us until we can meet like this again. Amen. Amen.